What's cracking big dogs? Welcome bike to the channel. Welcome bike to the HQ. We need some better lighting up in this motherfucker. That's too bright. Oh lord. Terry? Terry? Uh now the rings are in my eyes. What's cracking, baby? We're talking week nine waiver wire targets for your fantasy football team. You know what? I'm just turning this shit off. We're going grainy. We're going old school as we always are. What's good, Eric, Cameron, Thomas, Nicholas, Terry, 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 JP. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Thank you for joining me today. We're talking week nine waiver wire targets. This is a live stream. I am live right now. If you're watching after the fact on YouTube, what's good with y'all as well? All I ask is that you hit that thumbs up button if you enjoy the video, if you find it informational, if you find it valuable, hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. All that good shit. We're coming at you six days a week with fantasy football content. So we're talking our favorite waiver wire targets. This is more of an overview of the waiver for this week. As always, if you want the in-depth, 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 in-depth waiver wire exclusive article, you're going to be able to find that only on patreon.com slash B-D-G-E. So head over to Patreon if you want the in-depth Breakdown of quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, running back, defense, kicker, punter, IDP players. I'm lying about those last like four things. What up, everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Tuesday. It's Halloween week. We got the Halloween party coming at the HQ this weekend. I got a lot of work to do here. This place is a shit show. It looks pretty good on camera, but I'm telling you, everything back there is disgusting. Disgusting. All right. All right. All right. All right. Y'all ready to get into it? Let's start off with the quarterbacks, and there is one streamer who stands out amongst um, the rest of the possible options. As always, everyone we talk about in this video is going to be 60% owned or less, and that's Gardner Minshew, 54% owned. He did Minshew things on uh, on Sunday, and he is really putting up a fight to continue to be the starter there in Jacksonville. I'll be honest, I have no idea what happens. If he continues to win, we'll say, we'll say this, Nick Foles returned to practice last week. He can't actually play again until week 11 against the Colts at home the earliest. So it's Minshew's job for right now. Week 9, I believe they have a week 10 bye, and then week 11 they play the Colts. 22 of 34, 279 yards, three tugs in the win on Sunday, 29-15 over the Jets, added 30 rushing yards, 31 rushing yards. So he has a little bit of boost there because he's uh, low-key athletic. So Minshew is a great combination of floor and ceiling. But the bigger news is the fact that any of y'all use a uh, ah, never mind. Sorry, I, I have fucking really bad ADD. Um, so Minshew gets to play against the Texans in this upcoming week. I don't know if you could find a better matchup for a quarterback than the Texans passing defense. They were already down most of their cornerbacks. They are banged up. They are terrible. Uh, now they lose JJ Watt, so they have very, 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 very minimal pass rush coming his way this secondary has allowed at least three passing touchdowns in four straight games so four straight quarterbacks have put up at least three passing touchdowns against them Brissett put up four Matt Ryan put up three plus a rushing touchdown so you look at Minshew halfway through the season he's on pace for 4,000 passing yards a 26 to 2 touchdown to interception ratio reminds me of uh of Nick Foles back in uh, Philadelphia ironically. So he is the number one streaming option this week at quarterback Gardner Minshew at home against the Texans. I think now is probably the week as well to pick up Cam Newton 
41% owned. He's not going to play this week, but they, you know, Kyle Allen coming off that rough, rough week against San Francisco. The Panthers are just going to be looking for excuses to throw Cam Newton back in the lineup when he is healthy. So we'll probably have to wait, if not week 10, maybe even week 11, which would be a primetime matchup because they play at home against Atlanta. And I don't need to break down how bad Atlanta's been. At least, at least we're going to compete for the number one pick. You know what? We get the number one pick. We get Chase Young. And then all of a sudden we have a pass rush. Like that would be a beautiful thing. We haven't had a pass rush since Dan Quinn has come. He's literally the fucking anti-pass rush head coach. Supposed to be good with defense. He fucking lucked into the Legion of Boom. He's been riding that name ever since. He's like, if, if he was a fantasy football player, like he has so much equity based on his name value. He is, he's been a sell high as a head coach in the NFL for the last four years. It's actually fucking absurd. So Cam's going to come back. And, and the good thing about Cam coming back is this. Like, you know, if you watch that vlog that he put out talking about how he needs to wait until he's healthy, like when Cam comes back, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be when he is 100% healthy. He's able to run. He's able to be the Cam Newton that we've known Cam Newton to be over the last, you know, few years. So when he comes back, I expect him to be the Cam of old. And I expect him to be in that quarterback one conversation. 41% owned if he's still available and you have room, now is probably the time to stash him. So I like Cam. Let's talk about wide receivers. Now, Kenny Stills was atop the list last week. He is still only 57% owned. I'm going to go right back to him. And I know he was like super disappointing, right? He comes into the smash spot where he's playing against Oakland Raiders, and they've allowed like the most deep passes allowed to wide receivers on the year. So you're like, Kenny Stills, Deshaun Watson, the combo is flawless. How does he not blow up? Well, by just not fucking blowing up. That's what exactly what happened. He, um, I believe he caught two of five targets, three of five targets for 22 yards. This was on a day facing the Raiders, Watson threw for 280 yards and three touchdowns. It was, um, when I look at this, Watson did not take a lot of shots downfield, which is very, 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 very uncharacteristic of him. Coming into Sunday's game, Watson had averaged 5.4 deep targets per game, deep attempts per game, which was the fifth highest total in the NFL. He had the third highest adjusted completion percentage, 63.2% on those deep throws. So we look at, give me a second to um, see how many deep attempts he had in week eight. Yeah, Only three deep attempts in week eight. So he goes down from 5.4 to three. This was just a game in which he did a lot of dinking and dumping. He threw to DeAndre Hopkins for all those fucking four-yard pass routes, a lot of dump-offs to Darren Fells, a lot of dump-offs to Duke Johnson. I think this is more of an outlier than what we'll normally see out of Deshaun Watson. We know he just loves to chuck the ball deep. It just didn't happen in this one. Now they go up against the Jalen ramsey list Jacksonville Jaguars, and I know this was a shitty game in the beginning. I believe they played in week two. It was 13-12. to 12. The Texans came away with the win. No one in the passing offense did well. But I think this is actually a nice bounce-back spot for Kenny Stills because, again, their secondary is not good. Their pass rush has not been great. Um, so this is going to be a spot where I think Deshaun Watson starts to throw the ball deep a little bit again. I know Darnold just struggled like fucking hell against the Jaguar secondary, but Robbie Anderson, had he not been pulled on a, a PI call, would have broke free for another 90-yard touchdown on this one. So I think Kenny Stills is in for a good bounce-back game. Coming up, he is probably still my number one waiver wire target if he's available. Auden Tate, Cole Beasley are interesting. Deontay Johnson is a guy I fucking love. He is, I already know he's going to be one of my most owned, most drafted players in 2020 fantasy football. The guy is a stud. He's like Antonio Brown light, and I'm really excited to see what he does with Big Ben back on the field. Not going to overspend because, again, he plays with Mason Rudolph for the remainder of the season. 
Um, they've shown some really good chemistry, and and Deontay Johnson has been almost unstoppable in the games in which Mason Rudolph has played with him, has been the starter. Um, but again, you know, with Rudolph there, it's always going to be a little bit of a hit to his ceiling and his floor. And they want to be run heavy. We know that they want to pound the rock with James Conner. So I'm not going to go nuts about Deontay Johnson. The one really interesting waiver wire pickup this week is Josh Reynolds of the Los Angeles Rams. He's literally 0% owned. So he's available in basically every single league. That's what 0% owned would mean. And the reason being is Brandon Cooks. He's fucking taking more headshots than Ali at this point, and he suffered another concussion on Sunday, which is his second documented of the year. He's had a you know a history of concussions. Anytime you suffer more than one concussion in a season, that's almost guaranteed to be a multi-week absence, if not, you know, being placed onto the IR. So Giles becomes the next guy up. He was a full-time player when Cooks left the game on Sunday. They do have their bye week in week nine. So it's possible that Cooks actually doesn't end up missing a game. But again, multi-week absence, I, I almost think that's a that's a guarantee with Cooks. They're going to have to play it safe. And, you know, players care more about their safety than ever with all these CTE kind of um, studies and, and things coming out. So I would imagine Cooks sits for at least two weeks, if not a month, if not the IR. You know what I mean? So with Cooks sidelined, Reynolds ended up playing a season-high 53 snaps. 38% from the slot. We know all these receivers kind of move around and stuff. He caught three of eight targets, 73 yards, and a tutty. He has proved plenty of times throughout you know the last couple of years that when one of those top three wide receivers, Cup, Woods, or Cooks, are unhealthy and can't get on the field, he has proved to be a good caliber, uh, NFL caliber type receiver, and he's had his share of you know fantasy days where you can kind of rely on him as a flex play, but I will will preface this by saying they do have their week nine by coming up. So you're not even going to be able to use him next week. And their passing offense has not been one that can sustain really much outside of just Cooper cup. And they're using their tight ends more than ever. Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby in the passing game um, than they ever have in the Sean McVay era. So they could barely, you know, do anything outside of Cooper cup, right? Robert Woods has been shit. Brandon cooks has been shit and Gerald Everett's having a breakout year. So with that being said, like I would normally be very high on a guy like Josh Reynolds where, you know, you kind of just plug and play and he's just another cog in the wheel and he's going to get his, you know, five for 70, possibly a coin flip for a touchdown. I just don't know if that's the case. So if Brandon Cooks is out for an extended period, yes, Josh Reynolds becomes an intriguing pickup during bye weeks and he's a pretty good flex play, but I'm not as excited about Josh Reynolds as I have been in the past when one of these three wide receivers, you know, take a back seat. Wide receivers, wide receivers, wide receivers, uh, Nikhil Harry. Should become a bike pretty soon. So I would keep an eye on him. He's someone that I think has upside with Josh Gordon, obviously, out of here. Let's talk about running backs, running backs, running backs. This is a shitty week for running backs. I mean, y'all can get excited about Darrell Henderson. I tweeted this out yesterday. At this point, Todd Gurley and Darrell Henderson are basically like a, uh, I don't even want to say a rich man's version. A lot, a lot of pushback on that. I said that Gurley and Darrell Henderson were a rich man's version of Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones at this point. I think that's exactly the way I would look at it. The only difference is that Todd Gurley is getting into the end zone and neither of those other guys um, find any touchdown success. Kind of goes back to what I just said about Josh Reynolds. It's like, how excited can you get about a running back in this backfield when their offensive line has been terrible? Their just rushing effectiveness has been terrible. The only sort of fantasy production coming out of this backfield is coming from these goal line scores that Todd Gurley is getting. And Daryl Henderson is not ever taking those away from Todd Gurley. So he's a guy that I think is, you know, 10 to 12 carries a game, um, a couple targets sprinkled in, but it's, you know, this is not a uh, backfield that is capable of 
producing two running back twos, let alone a single top 15 guy, if one of them were to get hurt. So I'm not too excited about Henderson. If anything, he's like a very low end flex play that, you know, you will get double digit touches out of between the twenties. And I'm not really too excited about that. Mark Walton played on 88% of the Dolphins snaps last night, but he was terrible. He's really not that good of a running back. 11 carries 35 yards. He did see six targets, but he only turned that into three catches, 19 yards. Again, yeah, it's like, it's, it's Mark Walton's backfield, but it's in Miami. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's the starting running back for Miami. This team has scored over 16 points once this entire season. And even if they are on the goal line, Kalen Balazs is getting 100% of these carries. So Mark Walton is not a guy I'm rushing out to spend a lot of fab on. Um, maybe around five, $5, 5% of your fab just because you are getting a starting running back. But it's the Dolphins. Jalen Samuels also becomes pretty interesting because James Conner injured his shoulder at the end of the game last night. Benny Snell was already ruled out like halfway through the game with a knee injury. Um, so it's possible It's possible that neither of these things are serious. Both guys are back. But it's also possible that Jalen Samuels, who came back to practice last week, coming off this knee injury, should be ready to roll next week in week nine uh, at home against the Colts. So it's not a terrible matchup whatsoever. If, if both guys can't go, James Conner and Benny Snell, who both got banged up last night, Jalen Samuels backs himself into, you know, a borderline RB1. He's going to get a ton of usage. He's a size, speed specimen. We already know this. We've seen him play. The athleticism, the workhorse ability is all there. Uh, he just needs the opportunity. He's not going to get it as long as James Conner is healthy, but he's better than Benny Snell. And if uh, if Conner is out of the game, then Jalen Samuels becomes probably the top running back pickup of the week. But we've seen James Conner get banged up like 5,000 times already this season. He has yet to miss any actual uh, games. So it's very possible this is just a not a serious injury. And Jalen Samuels kind of just is relegated to irrelevant for fantasy football. But it's something to keep a very, very, very close eye on. Let's talk about Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake gets moved. And there will probably be some other interesting moves throughout the day today. And it was funny because last week I talked about picking up Rashad Penny because I think he would be an interesting trade opportunity or a trade guy in the real NFL deadline. And, uh, and then lo and behold, we hear a lot of reports. We hear a lot of rumors that Rashad Penny is being talked about in trade conversations. So let's talk about Kenny Drake because he's the only one we know that was actually traded. And, um, and that being said, y'all are going to have to hold on for a minute. Because before we talk about Kenyon Drake and some other trade deadline possible opportunities for fantasy football, I need to talk to y'all today about a new sponsor of the show, Manscaped. Now, Manscaped, they sent me over a nice little package to throw at y'all, but they have this pretty, 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 pretty little tool that they call the Lawnmower 2.0. Manscaped specializes in grooming for males. This shit probably works really well for females too. Below the belt. Now, they did give me clippers of size like 6 and 12 and shit. So, uh, unless you're like a 70s porn star, I don't imagine you'd be using those around your nuts. Uh, so, maybe you can use this around your face, depending on how fucking nasty you is. I'm, I'm kind of freaky. So, I might be using this on my face as well. Got to trim up the beard and whatnot. But, this thing is fucking incredible. I uh, <laughs> When we were filming Fade the Public... At the at the dungeon 
Sunday night at Animal's house. I uh, this is the first time I used it. I went to his bathroom and shaved my balls. And I'll tell you what, I'm always really, 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 really nervous to do it because obviously you get nicked up a little bit. But this thing is fucking tremendous. I did it within like 30 seconds, shaved my entire area without getting a single cut. And I was like, that's the first time that's ever happened. And it was incredible. And this thing is waterproof. And I suggest every male that plans on getting laid within the next two years, go get yourself a lawnmower 2.0 from manscaped.com. They have a ton of other products. They have like ball fucking ball toner. I don't even know what that means. Ball deodorant. They got all that weird shit. You can get this in a package. I believe they have an entire package deal with a nice little bag, carry bag. If you're traveling, go get the lawnmower 2.0. For those of y'all that are, are supporters of me, I need y'all to do this for me. Head over to manscaped.com. If you use the promo code Big Dog, B-I-G-D-O-G, B-I-G-D-O-G, you will get 20% off your order plus free sh- shipping. So the revenue is gorgeous. Your ball is going to look gorgeous. I promise you. That thing is incredible. I would not advertise a product unless it worked. Like if that thing nicked up my whole nutsack, I'd be like, fuck Manscaped. But, but. This is the single best grooming product I've ever used, and I will be using this for the remainder of my lifetime, probably until I become like 40, 45, and I stop caring about shaving my nuts, and and uh, it, it's cool to grow a bush down there again. But for now, it's not, and and you, you need to keep yourself cleaned up and, and, uh, and trimmed. So manscaped.com, promo code BIGDOG, 20% off, plus free shipping. Let's talk about Kenyon Drake. Also, if y'all are in here, and you're enjoying the video, you find it valuable, can you just hit that thumbs up button? Just scroll down a little bit on your phone. If you're watching on your phone, you just do this. You scroll. It's like, mm, you're, you're petting something. You're petting your pet. Scroll up. Hit the thumbs up button, please. Thank you. I love you. All right, Kenny Drake. So he was owned in 62% of the league, so he didn't officially hit the threshold for this article. But I'm going to hit you all up with my analysis on Kenny Drake anyways. He gets moved to Arizona before the trade deadline. Obviously, because David Johnson is banged up with the ankle. Chase Edmonds has a serious hamstring injury, which is believed to be about a grade two injury, which is what Will Fuller suffered. So that's more of like a four to five week return timetable than the typical one to two week hamstring injuries. Both backs are very, very, very likely to week to miss week nine. They play on Thursday Night Football against the 49ers. Do I expect Drake to get a featured role? Honestly, no. Do I expect the Cardinals to run successfully against the 49ers? Also, no. So I, I think it's very easy to get excited about Kenyon Drake just because he's the new shiny toy back there. But it was a short-term play for the Cardinals, right? Giving up any type of capital for Kenyon Drake because he's on a uh, his last year of his contract, and I highly doubt they resign him. But Edmonds is going to miss some time. My concern is that Drake comes back, uh, David Johnson comes back, for week 10 and then he takes control back of this backfield uh i I will say drake's skill set fits into this offense nicely because he's a receiving back and that's what these running backs do quite often in this offense they run from the slot they run from out wide uh but i'm definitely not getting anywhere near as excited for drake as most people probably will be um this does beg the question, though, it, does DJ or does Chase Edmonds end up on the IR, surprisingly, like kind of out of nowhere? I could see that happening. Um, I mean, they've they've for the amount of running back additions and signings that they've made within the last couple of weeks, right? Alfred Morris, Zach Zenner, Kenyon Drake, 
Um, it, it, that should speak to something about the health of David Johnson or Chase Edmonds. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them just ended up on the IR kind of out of nowhere, either tomorrow or something like that. So we'll have to see, keep a close eye on that. I think like Drake will likely, you know, back his way into a 40 to 45% touch share in this backfield. And again, he's good in the receiving game, but so are David Johnson. So are Chase Edmonds. My concern though, is that Drake is just a flex play for week nine against a really, really tough 49ers defense. And that David Johnson comes back before Chase Edmonds, and then he becomes the lead back in this backfield. And uh, Drake is just like, you know, you could like him as a talent. He's kind of efficient, but I, I'm not getting too excited about Drake. So I'm not about to blow my load if he's available in my league. Let me know what y'all think about Kenyon Drake. Uh, drop a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube afterwards. I am curious as to your thoughts. I can't imagine you're that excited for Kenyon Drake with the amount of heads in this bike field already tight ends 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 so if there's one guy i want to grab actually i mean well chris herndon is available in 72 percent of leagues like have y'all seen what ryan griffin is doing ryan griffin is running like the most routes and and seeing tons of snaps and scored the score twice on sunday that's all going to be chris herndon when he comes back and he should be back this week i believe he got limited practice in um he's very close to returning and he's literally coming back at the perfect time for the schedule miami New York Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami are the next six games for the New York Jets. Herndon is available. You go get his ass right now. Zach Ertz is a guy that could possibly be moved moved today. Uh, I believe the trade deadline is at 4 p.m. Eastern time, so obviously we'll know more within the next four hours or so. If he gets moved, Dallas Goddard, who's already a pretty good streaming option, becomes you know a mid to high end tight end one in his own right. So that's a guy that, depending on what happens over the next few hours. Y'all will know, everyone will know to pick up Dallas Goddard, obviously, if Ertz gets moved. But he's only owned in 20% of leagues. So 80% of leagues have him sitting on the waiver wire. If Ertz gets moved, you blow all your fab on, on Dallas Goddard. You use your number one waiver wire. You blow whatever you have left because he is literally a league-winning tight end. Put together all the production that Ertz and Goddard have put together so far this year, which hasn't been crazy amounts. But every time they're in the end zone, Goddard becomes the guy. He's actually out-targeting. Zach Ertz in the end zone, four to one on the year. He's playing like half the snaps, but has seen four end zone targets compared to Ertz's just one. Ertz had eight end zone targets last year by himself. So he's on pace to see two this entire year. He's also caught three touchdowns compared to just one for Ertz. So it's not pretty there. When when Wentz locks onto a guy in the end zone, it seems like that's like his go-to guy, and that's who Goddard is. So for right now, I kind of see him as more of a glorified Jason Witten because you kind of need a touchdown for him to really do shit because he's not a full-time snap player right now. Um, but if Ertz gets moves again, Goddard becomes an absolute smash play. Also, like Jonah Smith, he was easily the top streamer of last week because he was going against Tampa Bay, who just donates points to the tight end position in fantasy football. Catches six to seven targets for 78 yards and a tutty with Delaney Walker sidelined, of course. Um, now they get a matchup. Oh, what, what the extenuation of Delaney Walker's ankle injury is. But he missed this week. It was the ankle that bothered him last year, and uh, he's re-injured it a couple times this year. So it's possible he misses more time. They play against the Panthers this week, and obviously jo Jonah Smith will see a lot of Luke Keekley in coverage, which is huge downgrade coming off of the game against Tampa Bay last week. So I'm not going to go wild. He's still a borderline tight end one um, in good matchups, of course, but he's not necessarily uh, – I, I, he's a must-add in leagues. He's a must-add if Delaney Walker continues to miss time. But I just want you to kind of – know that they're playing the Panthers and Luke Keekley will be covering him. Talking about defensive streamers, Carolina is a good defensive streamer this week. 48% owned. 
They are four-point favorites at home against Tennessee. I think if Brian Burns is back for the Carolina Panthers, I would like them a lot more. I'm not necessarily very high on them. Uh, The Eagles against the Chicago Bears. I mean, just watch Mitch Trubisky play and anyone streaming against him, you feel pretty good about. Philly is a good streamer. And then Dallas is another streamer that I like. They're the only team on this list that is playing away, but they are touchdown favorites in New York. This is a game where, you know, Daniel Jones – Uh, He's been asked to pass a lot, right? And he's obviously turning the ball over at a very high rate. So anytime you get uh, a lot of passing, a lot of turnovers, you like that defense. So Carolina, Philly, Dallas are three of my favorite streamers, just fitting into my rule of thumb where we play favorites, favorited to win the game, low over-under total. If it's a higher over-under total, at least have the team favored to win by a lot, which is like Dallas, you know, 48 point over-under, but they're playing as touchdown favorites. And we like teams that are at home. So that is the gist of my waiver wire article for this week. There's not a uh, a great deal of players to pick up and really get excited about. So with that being said, if you want the full in-depth breakdown of all the guys I like with, you know, the big facts behind it, you can head over to patreon.com slash BDGE, or you can sign up for a subscription Make sure that if you enjoyed the video, you hit that thumbs up button. You subscribe to the channel if you are new. If you're playing in fantasy football, this is where you'll want to be. You want to consume the big facts from Big Dog's headquarters. And I need you all to go over to Manscaped. If you've ever wanted to support me, this is how you will do it. Manscaped.com. Order anything. Order something. Use the promo code BIGDOG, B-I-G-D-O-G. Shave your nuts nice and clean. 20% off. Free shipping. It'll be the best investment you've ever made. I promise you that that's it for today i'll see y'all later catch me on twitter at nick underscore bdge hit that thumbs up button hit it 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 all right we out peace you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.